Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Molly and Haw. Long-time listener. Huge fan of the show. On 670 The Score. As far as saying, was he always was he confident the last two years? We don't know. He didn't do interviews with the media. Uh, I, that was by his choice. I don't know if he felt like he'd been criticized and didn't want to talk to the local media or he was shy. I don't know which it was. But when I saw him doing the interviews, I'm like, well, it doesn't look like he's too shy. He's calling himself the best tackle in the country. So, uh, But we didn't really get a feel for him the last two years personally because he wouldn't do any interviews. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 the score. That is the voice of Jimmy Himes. We spoke to him Earlier in the program from uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, that's about the Bears' first-round draft pick, uh, Darnell Wright. And, David, mm-hmm. all hell is breaking loose. There was a run What's on the on? bank. There was a run oh, no. on the bank. We've Wait. got not one. We have one. The Bears trading the first pick of the, of the uh, third day of the draft. We got two more trades, David. Oh my! There are, all right. It's the the trading has gotten out of control. There are well, we, there are it's emergency. Cats That's why we're here. with dogs yes. and it's upside down. It's we don't know what's happening. It's just going uh, all haywire. That's why we're here. So here's the trade. We know that the Bears have uh, have made their trade of the first pick, and we know that uh, the Saints are on the clock. We'll find their pick out very quickly. The mm-hmm. Saints. Uh, I haven't picked yet, but the Texans have traded the 104th pick and the 203rd to the Raiders for 109 and 174. The Eagles are now at 105. The wow. Eagles have traded a 2024 third-round pick to the Texans for the third pick in round four, and that is pick number 105. They're going to take whatever uh, edge guy is left. They just keep taking all of the best <laughs> defensive linemen. That's their old team. They're going to line Howie them Roseman, up in safety. Howie Roseman is committed to ruining the draft for you. Yes. I think that's what he's committed that's what, to doing. That's what the man has yes. done. He swooped in. He took Jalen Carter. He he didn't like that. Now he's swooping in. He's going to take the best ad, edge for, rusher on the he, on the board. He swooped for Nolan Smith already. Now he, he uh, now Nolan he triple Smith. swoops. By the way, I heard swoop, some swoop, intel. Swoop. Uh, yesterday, un, un, it's not unconfirmed, but the rumor. I, and, ah. and somebody said, I talked to said that they talked to somebody who thought the Bears were at least exploring the possibility of moving back into the first round before the Eagles took Nolan Smith because they liked Nolan Smith. And yeah. boy, that would have been something. I who don't think they had like, enough to do it. Yeah, they didn't yeah. have that thirty second pick. Who doesn't like Nolan Smith? I mean, 
it, he's he was like one of the best players on Georgia before Jalen Carter became the best player on Georgia. And they got both of those guys. And they got both those guys. They have so many Georgia players in Philly. How do you merge a Philly accent with a Georgia accent? That's going to be something in that locker room to keep an eye on. They're very talented. Molly, I want to follow up. We've got some, you know, let's some call, people. Let's call Gordon Beckham. <laughs> I talked to Gordon Beckham, by the way. You bring up Gordon Beckham. Yes. I asked him for a scouting report on all the Georgia guys that were going to Philadelphia and what he thought about the Bears passing on Jalen Carter. Ran into Gordon on Friday night at NBC Sports Chicago. What did he say? Before the pregame show. He he loves the Georgia uh, influence there. He likes Nolan Smith a lot uh, more. I, I don't want to speak for him necessarily, but he was we'll do more it. effusive in Just, the praise yeah. of Nolan Smith than he was speak maybe Speak for Carter. him. Make up stuff. I mean, why not? <laughs> no, He's got it coming. Gordon. He, let's just say he understood some of the criticism or some of the concerns about Jalen Carter. And, and Gordon Beckham is a Georgia legend, right? So – he understood some of that because he had heard some of that. Mm-hmm. And as the NFL Network reminded us, the Georgia coaches were supplying some of that. So that wasn't a shocker to him yeah. necessarily. But Nolan Smith, yeah, he was all on board with that pick. Um, the Bears, by the way, they didn't get Nolan Smith, right? Just to clarify that that they didn't get Jalen Carter or Nolan Smith. They didn't get back into the first nope, round. Uh, just, just, to, just to clarify in case anyone was wondering – uh, no. what, what rich fantasy world David lived in. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I can't say that it's fact, but there's a rumor that the Bears were going to double trade Houston style and wind up. Never mind. <laughs> no. I just, I, I love the Bears. I love what they've done. I'm not going to criticize them because uh, there's no point. Everyone gets mad at you. So uh, Whatever they chose to do, I'm sure it was, it has the touch of magic to it because Ryan Poles can't make an error and everyone in Chicago feels good about him. Let's follow up be. on the Darnell Wright thing for a second because we have some other additional information. Uh-oh. It did strike us as unusual that he didn't speak to reporters. Now, look, you can jump to conclusions and we're, gonna, we're just going to talk about what that implies. It sounds like based on information we're getting that he just wasn't a fan of interviews. Now, that's very difficult to, for us to maybe buy because he sounded so natural doing them yesterday. Sure. And he sounded so good on draft night. And he's been so, so affable uh, in, in the 36 hours or whatever it's been that he's been a Chicago Bear. So if he didn't like it, we can respect that. It does at a program like Tennessee – with the attention paid the volunteers in Knoxville, and it's all about Tennessee football there, it's just surprising that a player that prominent would not be so public. And that's all we're reacting to. Yeah, it it was just a surprise. I had not heard that, so there you go. We should let you know that the score's draft coverage is brought to you by Revolution Solar, proud partner of the Chicago Bears. You can download the Odyssey app and follow 6-7 of the score uh, in the Listen on the Go app, if you're say you're heading into the store right now and you've got to do yeah. some shopping and you can't wait in the parking lot any longer, just Been bring there. us with you. Bring us with yep. you on the app. Put your headphones in, your little ear, uh, or, or, ear, ear hey, things in, whatever the hell. Who needs it? Who needs earbuds? Who needs That's headphones? Just go. Just turn it on volume on high. Yeah. Walk into the store with the app on and let everybody else. Hear what we have to say about the Bears draft picks. Why not? This is for you. This is for all of you. All right. Make so, a so the draft, they, you know, 
can I make a quick complaint about draft coverage as long as I'm at it? Um, they they did not do a very good job of breaking down anything that the Bears were doing in real time. And I think that might have been because I I when I was taping, um, I had the ABC coverage and then I had the ESPN coverage. As you know, David, I still mm-hmm. don't get the NFL Network, which <laughs> is sinful. I mean, it's on the part of the uh, – of the companies that are involved in this, I'm, I'm paying for like next to everything on God's earth on my television. I got to get one of those car. What is it called? What's the little thing? The number you put in, whatever. But I don't get the NFL Network, so I'm not getting real content. I got an interview with Will Levis while the Bears were selecting, and then they mentioned and the Bears took this guy. They there was literally nothing of value to the ABC okay. coverage Le- of the draft, and, All and right, shame well, on I'm them. I'm not going to. I'm not going to taunt you about not having the NFL Network. Yeah. You get on me when I do that. Thank you. But I will say this, and I'm not defending the coverage, okay. but I do say this. Outside of Chicago, when we remove our myopic look at what everything mm-hmm. the Bears do, yep. why would they care about the second and third round picks of a 14-loss team? I, um, because Nationally. Because the Bears are one of the biggest teams, that one of their biggest followings, because there were – uh, people that were there on site, mainly David, mainly because it's a draft show, and we don't need Dexter to know what RG three, what dumb question he's been told to ask some quarterback that fell out of the first round. Ollie, get off the screen and give me somebody that has any information. What, what was wrong? Didn't Lewis Reddick do a good job with the first round pick? Can't you let oh, him do it yeah. with every pick? How hard is it? That's my complaint, and I'm done with it. I'm sorry. Uh, this is obviously my problem, my television, and uh, and we've got an issue. But uh, I wasn't teasing you that much when you didn't have the Marquee Network. The the fact that you keep mentioning, oh, I was watching the NFL Network. No, when the NFL Network. I know you're doing that to get me, and it's working. It's working. I need the damn NFL Network. Why can't I get the NFL Network? <laughs> Good question. All right, let's uh, let's get to uh, let's get to the chef. Is that it, chef? Siwoo. I'm sorry, Siwoo. That's that's poorly. Our screen's messed up. Siwoo, how are you this morning? Siwoo. All right, I'm here. It's Chiwoo. Chiwoo. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, I should have known that inherently. Pleasure to talk to you guys. Um, so I'm thinking. uh, Two edge, two edge, and um, maybe maybe a defensive tackle, but probably offensive line. If you can get, um, I, I think the goal you you have to upgrade your team from last year, and you know with that you have to get don't you you almost have to hit almost fifty percent at least on your picks this year, and you got plenty of them. So doubling up on the deep on the deep defensive tackles that's brilliant. Um, you, you you almost have to say your your offensive tackles a lot. I would get another offensive lineman after you get your uh, couple more edge. And I like the kid from Missouri, um, that uh, SEC. Thank you. Um, I, and there's another kid from uh, LSU, edge rusher. I yes. like them. Yeah. You know, I, I like them. And then I, I think you cannot have Cody Whitehair, and you can't have Eddie Jackson on this team in two years. Cody maybe goes this year with a salary cap, maybe next year, but. Eddie Jackson and well, Cody Whitehair. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. I, it's a good phone call. Can yeah. I ask you a question? What is the what is the uh, sudden problem 
with Cody Whitehair. I, I, we're getting a lot of pushback um, about him moving to center, not working. Here's the thing. He's a pretty good offensive lineman. Yeah, Cody Whitehair is, is a very good offensive lineman. He got hurt last year. But mainly what it is is the Bears are kind of reworking all these contracts. So people are right. looking at who's making the most money. I, I think he's making like, is it $17 million, something like that. But you got to remember two things. One, there are certain minimum, minimum spending requirements that the Bears are going to have to make. At this point, I don't think they're there. So trimming money off the salary cap, yeah, the McCaskies can have nicer dinners. They can go out and, and buy uh, some, some you know fun lunches in Arlington Heights while they build the building. I, I don't think they need the money. I think you, there is a requirement that you spend a certain amount of money in the NFL, and the Bears are right at the bottom of it. They're not – they didn't go out and spend all their money. They have a lot of money available. I get it. They'll go into next year's market. Maybe they like that market more. Maybe they feel like their team will be in a better position. All of that is reality. But you don't need to save money. You don't need to worry about the salary cap Bears fans, and you don't need to worry about Cody Whitehair and where he's going to play. And and let's let's look at – Let's be consistent here. We talked on Friday about why the Bears avoided Jalen Carter, and we talked about all day on the station, well, they lack the infrastructure in the locker room to be uh, the kind of team that can bring a troubled player along and have an example set. In Cody Whitehair and Eddie Jackson, you've got two leaders on each side of the ball that are as close to that as you're going to get. And you're right, Mully, who cares about how much they're making right now because they have the money to spend. This isn't your typical salary cap casualty time of year if you're the Chicago Bears. It's reinvest in what you have and hope that you can mesh young talent with proven veterans and you've got something there. All right, we have some uh, selections. Two picks have been made in the draft. Uh, the um, the guard from Old Dominion, Nick Saldaveri, he was the guy the uh, Saints traded up with the Bears to get. So they got themselves an offensive guard hmm. in the Old Dominion player, Nick Saldaveri. We talked about him. I, I believe he's one of our kind of sleeper guys uh, yes, when we was. broke that down. And uh, and the Raiders go with the uh, Maryland cornerback, Jacarian Bennett. So, so far so good for uh, – for the Northwestern Wildcat heading to Chicago. Yes, he's still on the board. Adebois is still on the board. Old Dominion, great country song. Great our country group. They have a lot of very good songs. I old, know you're Old Dominion. So it's that. not a school? It's oh, just it's a country a band? Oh, okay. oh, there's both. <laughs> I misunderstood. Wouldn't that be great that. if, like, suddenly you took, like, a bass player from some country band? Wait, <laughs> how? Well, we got confused. <laughs> no, he's a he's a pretty good guard, um, and again from but a smaller school. It, and and you know what? I got no problem with a guy from Old Dominion going and a guy from Maryland going because we got to save those SEC players for the Bears. They're only well, taking SEC, David. Even if the guy transferred from an SEC school, I get they'll that. Take yeah, like Tyreek Stevenson went from That's Georgia right. to Miami, and now he's a Chicago Bear. Aren't you a little surprised that the Saints aggressively moved up to get to the top of the fourth round to take an interior lineman? Um, yes, I am surprised by that. But I don't know. You know, I haven't really spent a lot of time looking at their offensive line and what they feel they need. Um, obviously, they took a running back. They've concentrated on defense. So now they're, they're, you know, again, we talk about it all the time. 
you want to build a football team, start with the ball and work your way out. I, I understand how important the skill positions are, and there are teams that will only take those kind of picks early, but you need to win in the trenches to win in the NFL, and that's why we're calling for the Bears to keep drafting uh, edge players. Unfortunately, the Eagles are on the clock now, so you know they're going to take whatever edge player you know, I like. They're, they're exactly. probably going to grab this kid from Northwestern just to spite me. Just to spite Molly. Roseman let's and at, I have been staring each other down for a number of years. He it's just doesn't realize it. So let's look at what the Bears did last night, Molly, uh, in, in getting the two defensive tackles, Dexter and Pickens, and mm-hmm. adding them to the wave that they want to create in that defensive front. Both guys are interchangeable. Both guys are considered hybrids. One is not necessarily considered a, a natural three-technique guy. Pickens is interesting because he was, I think, South Carolina's most valuable player. The third rounder, to me, is more intriguing than the second rounder, Dexter. I don't know if that's accurate or not. We'll find out. But do you consider them guys who are immediate plug-and-play types? Or do you think that these are defensive tackles that, you know, they may have a, a lull here or there? What is the what is your expectation in terms of their contribution in 2023? Well, we'll have Dave Wanstead on, on Monday. And Dave was part of that uh, – revolution down in Dallas where they started for the first time really using uh, the defensive line in waves and coming at people in waves. And they wanted not just four linemen. This is not the offensive line. You don't just line up, oh, he's a, he's going to start from day one. That's not how it works on the defensive line. You've got a rotation of players. You want to stay fresh. You want to keep attacking you want people to be in, in great physical condition, and you also want these kind of immovable objects in the middle of your defense. So I think you can use more and more and more. That is the beauty of it. I don't know if either one of these guys is like a so-called day one starter, but I think they're both day one contributors. I think these are guys, there is a role for them to play, and they will determine how much playing time they get based on how they do in that role. I, I found it curious that uh, Ryan Poles talked about the idea that we um, we have these in- interchangeable parts. The one the one kid, uh, the the third round pick, has been compared to DeForest Buckner, yes, who, who was the I center. Saw that. that 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 like first of all, you know, let's let's just calm down with the comparisons with a Pro Bowler, right? Oh, he reminds me a lot of Bob Jenkins. Like, okay, great. Bob played at, at Syracuse High School. I mean, who, who, why is it always he's the next Walter Payton? Or, oh my God, that guy could be Michael Jordan. Or that guy is Shohei Otani, only not from Japan. See what I did? I see what you did there. Yes, I see what you did there. Well, that's because you want to see the best in these guys. You want to you want to max out. What is their ceiling? And I think that's why it happens. We're guilty of it at times. I think we get carried away. You get over your skis on draft weekend, and and so I, I under. I, but when I saw that, yeah, DeForest Buckner. If the mm-hmm. Bears just drafted DeForest Buckner in the third round, goodness <laughs> sakes, that would be yeah, great. That would be <laughs> if only if only they could get him. You know, in some kind of a deal. That is the guy. <laughs> that made Matt Eberflus's offense work when he was at uh, Indy. So you need a player. They like, you know, we talk about Tommy Harris because he was in Chicago. They're yeah. looking for a bigger, uh, they're looking for a guy with more uh, height on him than Tommy had, right? And I think right. even even Warren Sapp, as great as he was, he was a stout uh, three-technique guy. 
they're looking for bigger and and you know physically bigger but also taller players at that position. Remember they like the uh they like meanness and they like momentum. Well, I forget what all the things are, but they like violence and they like uh, uh guys that are are tall. They really like and size. Molly Howie Roseman let Lady. you off the hook. They took the cornerback from Georgia, Kaylee Ringo, who was compared to Trayvon Diggs <laughs> in terms of maybe having a guy compared who might not fit and is, is very optimistic. But Ringo goes to the Eagles, yep. and that's what they were looking for. Very good pick for them in that spot. That, that's a good player added to more and more on defense. That is pretty impressive stuff. And and the Colts, as you said, Blake uh, Freeland is the, the offensive tackle. So as, as of this break, and we're getting closer, ever closer to the Bears, I think they still have 10 picks to go. Maybe wouldn't you feel great if they wound up with the trade down and still uh, managed to get uh, a local guy made good? I would love that. I think yeah. it would be a good fit because of what their needs are. Yep. We talk about the edge. You get a hybrid guy like Adebowale who yep. fits, uh, who who comes uh, with a good fit and with a good fits. There you go. There you go. Fit stamp of approval important yes. to some of us. Thank you. It's Mully and Haw at Chicago Sports Radio six seven to the score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, Zach. Uh, we talked about you reaching your potential. In your mind, how, how great can you be if you check all the boxes that you just talked about checking? I can be, like, one of the greatest if I check all my boxes. If I do everything right, and I know I will... I can be one of the greats, and that's I'm not I'm not holding I'm not holding that back. I'm I'm so for real. Like if I check all the boxes, and when I do check all the boxes, I promise you I'm gonna be the best defensive interior tackle, and that's exactly what I'm gonna bring my best each and every day. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio six seventy. The score that is. Um... Zach with two C's, Pickens. He is uh, one of the uh, Bears draft picks, the third-round selection, a defensive tackle. Uh, God bless him. He's got uh, high aspirations, nothing wrong with that. And we are delighted to welcome in David Syvertson. He, of course, with our lads, Draft Guide. They do a wonderful job, and we love getting an opportunity to talk to our friends at our lads. And uh, David joins us now on the SCORE hotline, which, of course, is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. David, good morning. How are you? Gentlemen, how are you doing? Thank you so much for having me on. Happy draft weekend. 
Yeah, we're we're having <laughs> a great you. time. I, I mean, it really is tons of fun. And uh, we usually do the morning show, but we've come in on Saturday for an emergency uh, draft uh, broadcast because this is it. I mean, you know, this is the final off-season preparation. There, there will be some guys on the free agent market that you can double back on, and there's some good football players. But for a team like the Bears, you want to be draft-driven – this is where you're in your kind of uh, element. This is where teams determine whether they're good or bad by how they do in these rounds and, uh, and, and how they get the work done. And it, it's been very interesting to see the draft unfold from a Bears perspective because they obviously didn't want any part of Jalen Carter, and they traded out of uh, the, the ninth pick in the draft. They get to 10. They take a guy that they believe – is going to be a cornerstone right tackle for years to come. And uh, and then they get, double back, get a couple of defensive tackles and a, uh, a corner in between. They're hitting the positions that we thought they had to get to. Uh, when you make an evaluation, David, after the draft, do you, do you look at what spots a team filled versus what you wanted, or do you just read the players and wonder why you didn't go with this guy instead of that guy? I think it's got to be about the players first because, I mean, just look at – rewind two years, even one year. The, the amount of turnover that you see on NFL rosters year to year, it goes – it's overlooked by many. And how, many how much things will change between now and, and August 2020-24. And really the draft to me is about get the best players in your system that follow your culture, your schemes, and guys that you trust you can develop over the years. I mean, these, these contracts that these guys are signed to – it's the most economic way to build a sustainable, sustainable winner in today's NFL. They're all being paid below market value until they get to that second contract. So no matter what position they play, no matter what you currently have on your roster, for the most part, this is all about just accruing as much talent as possible, and then you get them in the system, and then you figure it out over the course of two, three, four years, depending on the length of that contract. David, our Leds does a great job of breaking down every player in the draft, and we just heard from Zach Pickens, who said he wanted to be one of the greatest in the league. So maybe now we know where that the comp to DeForest Buckner came from. Maybe it came from Zach Pickens. What do the Bears have in the South Carolina defensive tackle? What do you think about his ability to make an impact pretty quickly? You know, th- this is an NFL-ready A-gap penetrator. And what I mean by that is, this is someone that you bring in on the field on third down, you know, third and long, second and long, short passing situations, especially early on in his career while he develops other elements to his game. But at the very least, he's going to be able to get pressure up the middle. And we can see some of these contracts that are being thrown around the NFL. This is a trend that the league is now shifting a lot of their resources toward. They need inside pressure because of the quick passing attacks, this quickest route from defensive line to quarterback is up the middle and this is a kid that can do it he's long he bends well he's not an every down player right now there's some inconsistency in this game but I think that he was a little overused at South Carolina there wasn't much else around that him uh, a couple of injuries and just a lack of talent and so he had to play on, he was on the field a little too long um, play to play snap to snap drive to drive but as a sheer pass rusher in this kind of system where he won't be an every down player this is someone that, at the very least, will cause a lot of disruption at the point of attack, and that's exactly what they need up there. Um, what about uh, what about the the uh, the other inside player they took? I, I heard uh, Ryan Poles say that uh, Javon Dexter, who the Bears selected at fifty three, 
uh, is a guy that can go inside outside. Talking to people, it seems like there's more of a, of a concern about him uh, staying inside and not being the kind of guy that goes outside. What what are your thoughts on him, and how does he project? This is a pick that I saw coming from a mile away, and I'm going to tell you why. 2016, Ryan Poles becomes the director of college scouting for the Kansas City Chiefs. That year is the year that they took Chris Jones with their first pick, number 37 overall, a six foot five, 310 pound, sub 33 inch arm, five second 40 kind of underachieving but high upside defensive tackle that could be moved around a little bit. Fast forward to this weekend, Trevon Dexter, I do a physical profile comparison on every single player that's coming out. This is the name that came out of the system, Chris Jones. And this is the kind of guy that I think Chris Jones, uh, Ryan Pohl saw, it had, had it in that memory bank, a very rare blend of athletic ability and size. And if he can get coached up and you can be a little patient with him, you are going to see the inside-out versatility. There are a couple wow. things that need to be fixed with his skill set. He gets off the ball a little inconsistently. He gets a little high, as do most guys that are 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, coming out of the stance in the defensive line. But if you can be patient with him and Dexter really applies himself, that's the ceiling of this kid. Chris Jones, an all-pro defensive tackle. So, David, we're just learning that the Colts took Adotumwa Adabware from Northwestern, 110th mm. overall. That's a very good pick for them. He's a tweener that the Bears kind of coveted. You wondered if he was going to fall to them. Apparently he won't. Number one, what do you think his future is? And secondly, what edge rushers are left now for them to look at maybe beginning at 115? Uh, good, good question. Now, on Adabare, you're talking to the guy that was higher on him than everyone out there. <laughs> So, I mean, this is the best value pick of the draft right now for me with the Colts. And I can understand there's some roughness around the edges. His tape isn't always impressive, but we're talking some of the most unique and rare blend of talent, skills, size, length um, that we've ever seen. I mean, he is almost a spitting image of Aaron Donald when you look at some of these numbers athletically. He's not as developed, obviously, when it comes to the skill set and usage. But, you know, the Colts were a team that I thought would be very high on him. I thought they were going to um, – maybe even trade up for him because of that Lamar Houston type frame, that Lamar Houston type uh, play style that can really credibly fight inside out based on matchups. And that's what Indianapolis does. They've made a lot of money, a lot of success with this kind of defensive player. And I think he fell to round four because he simply was not a fit for most schemes. You just don't know what to do with them. You have to get really creative and, and maybe even carve out a niche for him. So in regard to the edge defenders that are left, because I do think Chicago needs to add a body at some point. Are they going for speed? Or are they going for a little bit more size? Isaiah McGuire is a guy to keep an eye on. Classic 4-3 DN frame, but has some sneaky athletic ability that can do, you can do a few different things with him. Um, if you want a little bit more juice off the edge, a Nolan Smith type Will Anderson, just not as high level. You have Yasir Abdullah, very undersized, but he's as quick and as explosive and as bendy as you're going to find. And one other name that I love, just from a sheer effort, I love to watch his tape because he's always on all the time. He plays like he's on fire. Is K.J. Henry from Clemson. Um, he sat behind a really talented group of defensive linemen at Clemson for years. He comes out and, and records over 60 pressures in the senior season. Hmm. I mean, there was some tape that looked better than Miles Murphy at times. So I think this is a great spot for him. Um, you know, it's interesting. The Bears thus far have taken, um, you know, three players from the SEC and one player from uh, – the ACC, who started in the SEC. I mean, he transferred yeah. from Georgia, for God's sake. Uh, we're seeing that. Obviously, the SEC is hugely popular. Um, it, 
is is this just verification of how dominant a uh, a conference the SEC is? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, they're always going to be the top dog. But I'll tell you what, I, I believe the Big Ten just set their own conference record for the most amount of players picked days one and two, or, or rounds one through three, because they changed the schedule uh, somewhat recently. But I have to confirm that. But I'm pretty sure, based on my data, that this is the these are the, this is the most amount of uh, players that we've seen drafted rounds one through three out of the Big Ten conference. So, you know, is the SEC the best? Absolutely. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Um, just based on where they recruit from and and some of the coaches that are kind of shifting towards that program. But, you know, I don't get too into the helmet scouting. It it doesn't really impact my grading process. I think it's just a sheer volume thing um, that, you know, the – you know, the fifth, sixth, seventh best team in the SEC still has, is still loaded with NFL caliber talent. So, yeah, I, I do think the SEC is head and shoulders above the rest of the nation, but by no means does that mean you can't find talent elsewhere. Big Ten, another player off the board. Dewan Jones goes to the Browns from Ohio State, the right tackle, who fell further than I expected yeah. him to, David. That's a really big surprise. Okay, who's the best running back left on the board i know that running backs have been devalued despite uh, the lions reaching in the first round but i do think that overall there's still some really talented running backs left what do you think you know I, i'm a fan of zach evans from mississippi a transfer from tcu he was on the in the kendra miller backfield he left he went up a division right he goes from big 12 defense to the sec defense and still maintains his big playability um, he's a guy that just kind of moves like he's on a ice skate. You get him out in space, he's going to be able to run away from guys, but by no means is he small. He's, he's 205, 210, six foot, good hands. Uh, I believe that he's going to be someone that you get. You'll see him go pretty soon, I believe, in round four, and you're going to hear his name on Sundays just because of the big play potential. Um, but if you want a little bit more like, hey, I want an in-between-the-tackles bruiser that I know is going to move the piles, he's going to contribute on special teams, which I know fans don't want to hear that, but it is important when you're making day three picks, is Roshan Johnson, the backup of Bijan Robinson, who just never really – he was a former quarterback that got moved into the backfield because of injuries in the Texas backfield before Bijan got to Texas. He started to open some eyes, but unfortunately they bring Bijan in. He kind of gets put – um, you know, buried on the depth chart a little bit. But the, the, the glimpses that we saw over the past year or two, this guy is an NFL running back with 225 pounds and a coach's dream. Um, I, I think the coaches and the scouts, now that they're really involved in that day three process, who goes, who goes, who does not, you're going to see his name called pretty soon. I'd love to have him in my locker room. All right. Um, I'm just curious. We'll let you go, uh, David, and appreciate your time. Who's won the draft? If you had to pick a team, has anybody been the obvious winner of the draft? Man, I think Seattle. I mean, Seattle and Philadelphia, and it's funny to me. You know, it's not ironic that these guys, every time we leave the draft, these guys are, are at the top. You know, they know they have such a pulse on the league. They have such a good feel for when to reach, when to trade up, when to trade back. Um, I love what Seattle did in bringing in Jackson Smith and the Jigba and also Zach Charbonnet, the backup running back to Kenneth Walker. They get the number one corner. This is the first time they've ever used a first-round corner uh, pick on a cornerback um, during the Schneider-Carroll era. And, you know, what they've also done defensively up front, they bring back Bobby Wagner. They bring in the versatile Julian Love. They have a rising star, Tariq Woolen. Um, I love what they did in Philly. I mean, you can't argue against what they did, even including the trade-up for Keely Ringo from Georgia. I mean, I think they now have five guys on that Philadelphia defense 
from Georgia in 2021, <laughs> the best defense of all time. I mean, I think that Georgia co- defensive coaching staff needs to be put on their payroll. <laughs> David, while we wait for the Bears to make their selection, I want to get your impression of the kickers that have gone off the board. Boy, there was one picked in the – Moody picked in the third round uh, uh, last night, and then today the, the Patriots take Chad Ryland from Maryland. What's going on with the kickers getting drafted? You know what? I mean, it's, it's what Bill Parcells always says. If you want to win one more game every year, fix your special teams, right? And if, if there's a shortcoming somewhere on your special teams, you got to make a move for one of these guys. Um, I, you know, is it rich for me? It depends really what the makeup of your roster, right? What else do you need? Where do you currently sit? You know, in defense of the Patriots, you know, that division has gotten so strong. I mean, you're just not going to be able to compete with touchdowns against the Bills, the Patriots, and we'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. So, you're going to have to – that was the first uh, – they haven't – yeah, yeah. they used Jake Andrews – a pick on Jake Andrews at the center. That was the first time they used a pick on an offensive player. But they've been defense happy, and now they go out, they go out and get a kicker. Um, San Francisco, you go from Robbie Gold to the best kicker that we've had in a few years and Jake Moody. Um, you know, these are teams that are already in contention or they're trying to find different ways to get an extra win. And, you know, special teams are the way to go. All right, it looks like the Bears pick is in. There's a rumor it's the running back from Texas you mentioned, but we have okay. to verify that. Hold on one second here. Yeah, take your time. Who do we have, fellers? Texas had a pretty deep running back stable. So yeah, I mean, that's John not Robinson. bad. What about the guy that backed him up? Yeah, he I don't probably, know. Yep. He probably uh, what, this, this, doesn't this come with his Yeah. This happens a lot, guys. You know, you look at what, uh, you know, you look at some of the best players in the country that were stars as freshmen. There's usually someone else on that team, on that position group, that has some NFL potential. You just don't know about them. It is Rashawn Johnson, the running back from Texas. So uh, that's. All right. uh, it looks like we planned we, we plan that pretty well, didn't yeah. we? <laughs> <laughs> give, us, uh, give us the rundown again, if you would, David. We're, we want to know exactly. Now we're listening to it much differently. Yeah, I mean, this This is a kid that, you know, again, a former quarterback, shows up to Texas as an athlete quarterback, and he was in the picture for a year or two as their future. Um, he was, And, you know, injuries start to pile up in 2019. They said, hey, we got to put you in the backfield. It's the only way you're going to get on the field. Team player doesn't even hesitate, and he starts opening eyes right away. Ejon Robinson shows up on the scene in 2020 as a five-star recruit, and – you know, you know that you're just not going to be in front of them. This happens all the time in college and the NFL. And you know what? This kid could have left. And he, and he had offers from across the country to be a starting running back. He stayed loyal to the program, and he found other ways to contribute to the team. This is why the coaching staff, the strength and conditioning staff at Texas, they are in love with this kid. This is the kind of kid that they want to, to marry their daughters, right? I mean, he, he finds ways to get things done. He is going to be one of the best special teamers on that team, and I know that might not excite you, but just trust me, it's going to matter. I think, you know, as, as soon as this season, you're going to see him get carries, and what he does really well is he, there's no hesitation in this game, right? He's not a guy that's going to dance behind the line of scrimmage and hope to find a lane. He will make space himself if it's not there. And he joins another Texas, former Texas running back in the Bears' backfield in Dante Foreman, who yes, is, uh, was acquired by the Panthers or from the Panthers and is well-traveled. But, yeah, you have two Longhorns in the Bears' backfield now. 6'2", yeah, uh, 220. That's a, that's wow. a, that's a man-sized and, yeah. running back, yeah. Chiseled out of stone. Hey, David, thank you a ton. Thanks for sticking with us for that pick, too. Really appreciate it. Great stuff. Pleasure was mine.
Pleasure was mine, guys. That is uh, David uh, Syvertson with uh, the fine folks at Our Lads. They do a great job. I love they really do. Our Lads, and that is uh, how awesome was that having him talk about the guy, and then the Bears go and take him. Terrific. The Bears go offense. They go to the running back position to supplement the backfield. Very interesting. We'll talk about that when we come back because, Molly, it's a little bit of a surprise. Yo, it's a definite surprise, David. 312-644-6767. You always wanted the Texas running back, and now you got him. It's <laughs> Molly and Haw on the score. Molly and Haw. Man, you guys are awesome. I've been listening to you guys for years. On 670 The Score. With the 115 pick in the 2023 NFL draft pick, the Chicago Bears select Rashawn Johnson, running back Texas. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. Bears take a running back, a trade down to a running back. Yeah, they did not get the Texas running back we had been fixated and obsessed <laughs> with, in my case, B. John Robinson, but I do think that they get somebody, as we just heard described, as a willing participant in special teams. Yes. Going to be one of these guys that is somebody who's good in the locker room and versatile on the field. He doesn't have to play right away. There will be no expectation of that. You don't draft a running back in the fourth round and have those kind of expectations. But, Molly, I think he's probably somebody – that, get ready for it, fits all of the criteria of guys that they're looking for to supplement this roster. Um, I'm looking at an overview here. Power back with bruising frame who fits the football cliche of tough, smart, dependable. He isn't, he isn't overly creative and lacks the juice to hit quick closing NFL holes. He needs it blocked up so he can get downfield, uncork his power on the second level. His lack of suddenness makes him somewhat limited as a runner. I think they had him rated 20th among all backs. He will be better at stuffing blitzes than many others, and many of the number three backs currently in the league could could do that. Johnson might be fighting off competition every year in camp, but his toughness, four-phase special teams value make him a guy with an advantage. Sounds like a football player. Sounds like somebody who you're getting to play a variety of roles and there's no pressure on to get on the field immediately. But, yeah, you need guys like that. They're looking for guys to do it all. Uh, versatility matters. I'm a little surprised. I think at 133 now, they've got to go after the best edge rusher. Yeah. I don't know, is the Missouri kid still on the board? I have to check because they're going fast and furious now in the fourth round. But I like that idea of getting someone from a, a good conference Late in, the, late in the draft, that can still be productive, maybe even as early as a rookie. Uh, I am checking my latest info, and Isaiah McGuire still available, according to what I have here. So let's hope he, he lasts. There's another kid from Texas, Moro Ojemo, who is uh, considered a pretty good uh, um, pass rusher. So, there, you know, there's the kid from Michigan. There's a, I mean, there, there are pass rushers left on the board, David. There's, it's a very deep group. It is, and Molly, we both have covered this team long enough to have the memory of, of them finding great players in yes, the fourth round. Of course. You know, Alex Brown, I think, was a fourth rounder. Yeah. Eddie Jackson was a fourth rounder. These are guys that fall for whatever reason, some fair, not always, but they are guys that can still turn into quality NFL players that are around for a very long time. Um, a couple more things to say about uh, – about the Bears' latest running back selection. He is also a guy that is uh, is uh, deemed uh, willing in blocking and in uh, 
and any small item you can imagine needed for an NFL running back. That is uh, that kind of willingness is very important, and that, well, that's yeah. a nice kind of thing to have in Rashawn Johnson. That's how you get on the field in the NFL because it is a passing league, and if you can have more things to offer your team, you don't want to give uh, your offensive coordinator reasons for, to to not go to you. So versatility matters. Speaking of offensive coordinators, Molly, the Bears, that Senior Bowl experience with Luke Getze as the head coach, they got three guys that were at the Senior Bowl. And I wonder if you see a connection. You know, Zach Pickens was there. Tyreek Stevenson was there. Darnell Wright was there. Does that – is there cause effect there or is that coincidence? Um, I'm sure that helps. That, that We've always talked about that when teams are at the uh... – at the Senior Bowl, they get to watch a guy practice. They get to watch a guy learn. They, you know, you're often giving instruction to players, and you can see just how attentive they are in meetings and and uh, and how they take to heart whatever coaching points you gave them. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. I think that's always a good thing, and I think it's always a it's also a way to find players that are going to fit things that you want them to do that maybe other players would be reluctant to do. Let me ask you one more question on the way out because yep. I tweeted about this and I'm curious because the San Francisco 49ers raised my eyebrows on Friday night. Mm-hmm. They picked a kicker in the third round. Yep. Jake Moody's great at Michigan. They picked a kicker in the third round, Mully. Now, does that mean – I know Robbie Gold's not going back to San Francisco now. Where's Robbie Gold going to go, and do you think the Bears are a possibility? Uh, I don't know that. I mean, I think the Bears – you know, we're trying to deny that they have a kicker problem, but I think they have a kicker problem. So I think that uh, – Me too. Yeah, I think they've got to be aware of it. And, um, you know, it's a great guy to keep in touch with because he can bail you out. Again, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. This has been this an emergency fun. draft broadcast. I love that we got a pick going off the board. A lot of fun. It was a great trade going live. off the board. Come on. Oh, man, that was great. The, we kept him going. We kept him reeling. He, then he evaluated the pick for us in real time. We got uh, Gabe Ramirez is here. We got Mark Grody here. The great Hub Arkish is in. Those guys are going to take you to the through the draft to the Cubs game. And uh, we will be back on Monday, uh, Monday morning at 5.30 a.m. You can hear Dustin at 5 And then at 5.30, we will begin our breakdown of everything the Bears achieved and maybe a couple things they didn't. Let's find out. Uh, But we will be back with you 5.30 a.m. Monday morning. David, always great to see you on a weekend. And have a great day for yourself. And we wish everyone else a very successful finish to their draft hopes. Have a great weekend, everybody. Mully and Haw on the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.